0: Hurryview A and M, we went over them a lot in True or False Tuesday. We know they were, you know, they're from uh, a suburb of Houston area, and we also um, basically got the result that we figured. I, you know, they, we talked about little uh, miscues around the holidays that the Lobos had had. This is a different team. Uh, they're now twelve and zero on the season, Sam, and it's hard to imagine anybody
1: could have asked for anything more when it comes to this first 12 games. And nobody's more relieved today than Jeff Grammer. Lobo fans were ready with their pitchforks for him even daring to write such a piece in yesterday's journal. So he gets a sigh of relief. Coach Richard Patino gets a sigh of relief. All these guys did exactly what they had hoped for going into this game. You know, n- not to even... Not Not to even challenge the wording, but I, it there hasn't been much supposed to, or you know, hopefully that they would. There hasn't been much of that across college basketball. I don't know that we necessarily can even appreciate the fact that the lobos are twelve and zero because it goes so much beyond their schedule, the mountain West schedule. This year, in particular, the, the beginning of the beginning of any college sports season, there is always going to be chaos and, and nonsense that's going on. But it seems like there has been a lot this year, even as we get further and further from you know from the COVID schedules and the COVID years and everything. The fact that they you know, we can look at it in a vacuum and say they did it, they got to twelve and zero, but it feels like an even an even bigger accomplishment because of what's happened around them since the start of college basketball. Yeah,
0: and I'm just telling you, what I look at is the win at SMU, granted, not a great team, but a a really, really solid win against SMU, 20-point win, uh, and then the the win at St. Mary's, and then the neutral court win against um, the University of San Francisco. The the home wins are always nice, and Iona, we saw how good they are, but uh, I just think that those things... Uh, give you optimism that this is going to continue to be a successful season. Here's Coach Richard Pitino on finishing off a, an uh, undefeated non-conference schedule.
2: I'm not going to act like going 12-0 and 0 in the non-conference isn't an accomplishment with what we took over and what we inherited in the whole situation. To be able to do that in year two is great, and it just speaks to the Character in the locker room. Um, Coaching staff's done a great job. So we'll enjoy it um, for a day or two, but then we'll obviously turn the page and uh, get everybody back here Christmas Day to lock in on Colorado State. So a lot of good things today. School record, shot blocks, great. We passed the ball much better in the second half. I don't know if I've ever seen 64 rebounds, um, which was great as well. So uh, it was good to be able to get out of this with the win. Another great crowd. I was concerned, you know, you got this amazing crowd versus Iona, and I thought maybe it'd be dead in there, and it wasn't. You know, so I just think it it, it speaks volumes to what this team has done with this community. So uh, very proud of the non-conference. Um, we'll still try to add another one if we can, if it's the right one. Um, but if not, we'll turn the page to the Mountain West. Uh, Season, yeah, ninety four hundred plus in the pit last night. The announced attendance.
0: You were there, I was there, and you know it was a thirty one point win for the Lobos. You could tell they overmatched Prairie View A and M, but as you hear Coach uh, Richard Petino talking about it, it wasn't sloppy play. Even in with the big lead, they the Lobos don't re- disrespect their opponent, uh, and like they play just good, solid ball. And we've seen this since. I mean, last year. I mean, uh, but really, this group has shows so much maturity. So um, here's Coach Richard Pitino on the improvement. Okay, he's 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 saying, you know, hey, I I don't, um, you know, we're not going to say that being twelve and zero isn't something we're really excited
2: about. But here is what he says about improvement because coaches always do that. School record blocks is great. Um, They shot twenty eight percent from the field. I thought was really good. I was worried about the. Just the mental, emotional letdown of playing in Iona with an amazing crowd. And then, like, our. And I didn't think that was a problem at all. Uh, We have played 12 games. We've been fortunate to win them all. We've played hard in 12 games, and it was no different today. So um, I think they understand, like, our defensive numbers have to get better, um, and I thought they did a good job of, of making a step in the right direction.
1: And that's what a coach is always going to say. You know, there's always going to be room for improvement no matter what you do. You know, when when you win a game in a blowout, if you're 12 and 0, there's always going to be something to improve on. The thing that really stands out is he's talking about the defense. It's not even the the number that's going to stand out is a team's three point shooting because it's right there on the box score. What they do makes and misses from threes. But what I've kind of noticed over the last handful of games, especially San Fran, Iona, and then last night, is you start to do the math on that and you look at what they're holding teams to. From twos, I mean, you, uh, most teams don't do what Jamal Mashburn does and take these uh, these mid-range jumpers that have a lower percentage shot. I mean, most teams, you think about twos, they're going to the basket. They're trying to score from close to the basket. And the Lobos are holding teams to a, a really respectable percentage for what they're doing defensively on twos. So that that shows that it's getting better. And to your point about this team... It shows, even in a case like last night with Prairie View A and M. So Prairie View A and M twenty four percent on twos in a game that you could easily write off and just you know say, oh, you know whatever happens happens. But these guys, you know, with, with Josiah Alec played four years at Wichita Morris Ude- or at U- uh, UMKC uh, Morris days at Wichita. We talked about all these guys, and it shows that they really get it. It's not just that they're talented basketball players; it's that they get in today's day of college basketball what it takes and you got to have you, you you know you want to have the resume wins with they which they certainly have but what happens on the opposite end of that you have a resume win a case like that let's say they trip up last night and prairie view comes in here that washes out those resume wins so they really get what it's going to take they do and
0: y- the the offense continues to have so many different options. We don't even we, we, we don't ever see it get bogged down. First of all, Coach Richard Petino doesn't allow to get bogged down because he's always looking for ball movement and activity and all that kind of stuff. Um so they, that's why they're getting so many good shots that's why they're scoring so many points i mean they're getting good looks early in the shot clock which is not always easy to do i think of what iona did you know starting out in a zone and i'm like man you know this this may be um, difficult you know when uh, when a team like iona with that kind of size has a zone defense out there not just some run of uh, the mill team with a zone defense um so uh you know, and they were able to adjust. KJ Jenkins obviously was a factor. He was a nice factor again last night, but he's got you know that his thumb is wrapped. You see that his right thumb is wrapped. He he jammed that thumb in practice, from what I understand. Prior to the Iona game, and it didn't bother him there, I thought, it, you know, I was just watching his rotation, not that, like, he,
1: like, uh, I know anything more than he does, but I think there might be a little bit of an issue there. Okay. No, what's so interesting, though, is I, I've noticed this more and more, and maybe it's just because of the standard that he set, I mean, we all, we're, we're all still in the same boat, or at least most of us are, anytime he puts up a shot, you just assume it's going to go in, and then if it doesn't, it doesn't, but... His shots that go in, the reaction from the crowd to his made shots are different than everybody else's.
0: Correct, because there's a buildup. I mean, everybody sees what we see, and it looks like every time he puts it up, it's going down. And you're going to see that anticipation, you know, here as you know he's kind of on the other side of the court, but everybody's seeing he's open, he's open, and let's get it to him. But at the same time, it's not um, in any way. Um, conflicting with the style that Jalen House oh, and no. Jamal Mashburn play with, and KJ, of course, comes off the bench. Uh, you know, it, it, he's it wasn't just in this thirty-one point win. I, I see that he grabbed uh, an, another six rebounds. He, he somehow he gets a bunch of rebounds per minute. I mean, he might be leading the team in rebounds per minute because he grabbed another six last night. All right, so people wondering, wow, you know this, you know if they were worried about like somehow a uh, letdown. Uh, last night, um, the, the thing you'll be now looking at is how are, are they going to be able to continue the, me- the momentum with now seven days be- before they, they play Colorado State. Um, and they're all going to be seeing family and doing a bunch of different things like Coach Rich Pertino wants. Here's where, like, I think you come out much sharper than you were would be if you're, you know, like eight and, and four on the season. That undefeated thing is getting bigger and bigger as the days go by. It's now down to three. UConn got by Georgetown last night. Mississippi State lost. Purdue is playing New Orleans tonight. So, New Mexico is going to be idle for a week. And let's see if anybody kind of falls off that list. You never know.
1: Right. It could be you know, big night in New Orleans tonight between the r and Carriers Bowl and go New Orleans men's basketball taking on Purdue. Yeah. Georgetown, Georgetown almost did it, man. They 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 hung in all the way with UConn. It was a seven point game with a couple minutes to go, and then I mean UConn is expected to be you know maybe a one or a two seed in the tournament, so they yeah. did what they had to do. But it was almost right there. But still to be in the final three, it's it's still special. Uh, uh, Louis Lobo was holding up a sign on the floor during the game last night. Twelve and zero put us in. I I mean this is really gaining attention. Let me ask you, I mean, do you think it's it's added by the fact, because I talked a little bit about this the other day, like, we've been wanting this for so long of get us back to the glory days. I mean, do you think that's adding to this because people are so excited to finally feel what it felt like to have Lobo basketball be this again? Sam,
0: I think if you're, like, a Lobo fan, like, that's between 16 and 20 years old, like, you're, at, you're used to mediocrity, sure. if not, like, less than mediocrity. The reputation of Lobo basketball, which goes on for years and years and years, like, if you're between 15 and 20 years old or younger, that that's all just kind of hearsay because it's been... So the, people are starved for a winter around here. I mean, it was just like, you know, the pit being completely full. Sam, we haven't had many, you know, full... Anythings here in years, um, and the uh, here's the thing to keep in mind. All right, the glory years of Coach Alford is basically ten years ago. Right, right. Um, that year they ended up, um, you know, winning, uh, you know, winning the Mountain West tournament and going in as a three seed and losing. Okay. The next year, that same team, for the most part, other than Tony Snell, but at the same time, Cam Bairstow and the others got better. They were a seven seed in Coach Neal's first year, okay? And got bounced by Stanford. They, they went like eight years without winning a game in the Mountain West tournament. Like, that's the bottom of the barrel. So, absolutely, we've seen it happen with United, okay? The run that United went on. Um, that first year in the Open Cup, people paid attention to that. Even though they their record wasn't overwhelming, people saw it like they're winning these games against these. Well, now people are paying attention. This team hasn't lost a game yet, man. I heard that Lobo basketball was really cool one time. I'm going to get in on the ba- – you know, jump on this bandwagon. And then the old-timers like me are like, oh, man – you know, to sit in your chair on Sunday and see, you know, every single nook and cranny of the pit, including that concourse area, you know, people mulling around. I mean, it's so great to see, and it happened a lot quicker than I
1: even thought it was going to happen. I and mean, Coach really... Patino too. He, he's not afraid to admit that he did not think it would happen this quickly. Correct.
0: So don't expect 14-5 again for Colorado State. Uh, but, you know, even last night against Prairie View, I think there was an incremental thousand fifteen hundred people that came as a result of what they're doing as far as being undefeated so to answer your question and also uh that were there on Sunday that kind of couldn't get enough I know people are asking me for a lot of tickets you know more than than I'd ever had in the last few years that's for dang sure okay so so um let's get to it uh, well and I'll answer the next question if you want but let's hear what Richard Petino says about hey are they going to lose any momentum uh,
2: going into the the break would you rather not have Christmas be right now? What do you the Grinch? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I no, I don't I'm not worried about it. I mean maybe if you're going on the road, you know, but hopefully we can get a sellout crowd, obviously for Colorado State. Um So no, I think it's. I try to stay level-headed with it. I mean, I think a break is good for everybody. Um, And like I said, I intentionally moved this game up to give them more time. This group's pretty good about working out and staying in rhythm. We did talk about that. We just said, listen, we want you to go be with your families. We want that to happen, but make sure you get a little sweat in maybe, um, you know, two or three days, and then get back and get into rhythm. So we'll practice Christmas night, and we'll we'll push them hard there, so we have three good days of preparation.
0: There you go, uh, and, and I'm telling you, they're all going back home, the ones that are able to do so, and they're going back to their old neighborhoods, to their high schools, to their buddies, and like their buddies know, they're, that guy's playing on a, one of only three undefeated teams in the country, you know. so uh, the likelihood that they'll want to get up and down and break a sweat like Coach Richard Petino, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think these guys are so hungry to, to keep playing ball uh that
1: they there won't be that issue at all if only I could just slide into mash's carry on bag, <laughs> go hang out with him and so see him I mean I already just went home i don't need to go you know see anybody again, but just you know be just be back and soak it up a little bit more oh man, they all have to feel so good Sam. Oh,
0: they yeah. all have to feel so good. I mean, you go down the list uh even man these bench players they they're engaged you see them, uh and then when they get time they're expected to. Continue on with what the other the other guys are doing. I mean, uh, you saw like what it's been like for New Mexico to have Morris uh, Udeze go down in foul trouble and then being able- so they've been they face some adversity. The win against San Francisco is one of those that don't come around very often, but hey, we'll take it. Inevitably, they might get beat in the kind of same situation. But So uh, I, I was wondering, you mentioned uh, how well they had uh, been playing two-point defense. I'm curious, what are the opponents to date shooting against the Lobos from behind the three-point line? And, and I don't know what it is, but I'm going to assume, okay, that it's probably
1: sitting around... 28 to 30 percent would i be right so it's just a touch better than that but not too too much 32 percent
0: okay 32 percent And the lobos are shooting
1: what the lobos are shooting 33
0: okay all right well there's not that much of a discrepancy i it just seems like the lobos are really gaining more from the three-point line the last couple of games and maybe that's why i thought that but anyway yeah the the opponents are shooting a little less than what you'd hope they would but Um, In a lot of cases, that that just comes down to what's going on in that particular play, and sometimes you get wide-open threes that you'll either make or, or miss.